right, and welcome back to another episode of the Perspective Podcast. Tonight, I am joined by a few good homies. Tonight, I'm joined by LC Sun, Trader Painter, aka Live Live Art. Trader Laney, and also Trin. She's in the building tonight, too. What's up, y'all? How y'all feeling? What up? What up, what up, what up? (laughs) Right. So, yeah, tonight, um, this is kind of like a joint podcast episode to the point where uh, we kind of like mixing a little bit together, but uh, the beautiful thing about this pod here is uh, this is all under one umbrella uh, with like Mm -hmm. conform and music and art, so this is going to be real special here to me in, in general, and so... Uh, so first, I just want to just kind of let everybody just kind of say their piece. And so, uh, Trey, grab the mic, man. Where you from? Now you want to talk about deep? You want the <laughs> yeah, origin? Right. Shit. Originally, I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh shit! Why I gotta be all of that? Why do we have to be there? Nah, that's fucked up. No, tell me why I gotta be it. I'll just be on it. Whatever. Originally, I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. Moved to Thibodeau. So, whatever you want to call that. Moved to Thibodeau, I took a train. So, whatever you want to call that. You was after the From stuff. Louisiana. From somewhere in Louisiana, man. <laughs> kind of all yeah. over the spot, like, like cuz. Hmm. Straight up. Where, where y'all from? Go ahead and introduce LC and Trent. Where y'all from? What it do? What it do? Uh, Thibodeau, Louisiana, man. You know what I'm saying? We all over the boot, motherfucker. Um, we, uh, Trent, you know, let you speak for yourself, which is actually my sister. We grew up same household, Thibodeau, and we just reached out to New Orleans uh, recently. Hey guys, it's Trinity here from Thibodeau. Now I'm in New Orleans. Bang. <laughs> Straight up. So it's, un- it's 12 a.m. Right now. Yeah. So underneath the so the beautiful thing about this episode here is they have this uh this joint brand this joint venture called Conform. And eventually we're gonna end up getting into the different things of how Conform it just kind of works for. Uh, the entire team here, which is which is these three are the masterminds behind the the whole thing, and so uh, so LC. It's hard for me to really call you LC because I I, I got so many different names for you, and just kind of uh, how exactly did we meet, and then are we gonna take it from there? Absolutely, man. Uh, years ago in Lafayette, this is before the music, this is before the acronym uh, or the initials. I say, um, you know. And the, the college years that I never went to college, but I was present for, and you in the building with my partners, and we going party after party, and you know, uh, just experiencing life as young lads, about 19 years old, you know. Yeah. Um, and not to get to, to the circle talk again, but the circle kept bringing us around. Yeah, man. Years later, we're, we're in our own respective um, entrepreneurships and shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And it is just a beautiful. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful wave that's that's crashing onto finally is crashing on the sea, and we, we you know we coming in, we have our own things, and we, we just finished for for those of you not we just finished our own interview with uh, interviewing Marty. Thank y'all for and, having me. You know, years years ago when we first met, we was just drinking Charles um, Jameson and Bud Light. What you call it? Jungle juice and shit. And <laughs> highlights, 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 yeah. Now, you know, we toast into our own Chambois. Because he is drinking Chambois. That's some elegant Chambois tonight. And so, all of y'all, y'all are generally from the 985 area. And so, for the people who have never been to that region of the world or the region of the boot, 
just kind of explain what the 985 is like because you know outside of my experiences with y'all i can't really say too much else you know what i'm saying i don't really know much else about you never it. been out there Besides just those couple times at Jerome House, mm-hmm. that's, that's really just been my... Take that one, sister. You know it best. Um, well... Yeah. Thibodeau, um, let's see. It's like 60 miles south from New Orleans. About. Is it? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a very small town. You know, we have like one street with Walmart and a bunch of... Fast food places, everybody kind of knows each other. Sure. And um, it's, I mean, you know, there's not much to do out there, but I mean, everybody's kind of like family and it's just like a small little vibe out there, not too much. So is it more like a country feel, being relatively yeah. close to New Orleans? Like, is it? It's, it, it is country. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, There's cows and livestock and sugarcane fields. Yeah, it's I've never seen it. We literally go to school right down the street from a cow. But I never there was realized cow, there was a cow. There was cows in my backyard. Can this thing hit me? Yeah. yeah. There was cows in, in my backyard. I never realized it was cows. <laughs> it was just animals next to us, you know? And then when you get people that aren't from around us, they're like, you really in the country. Like, y'all ain't got no buildings in the sky. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all telephone poles are taller than your houses. Yeah. That sounds like home. That's, oh, you know, you know I, used it to, it I used to always hate being from Thibodeau because there was nothing to do. And we had to travel to New Orleans to do fun stuff. But the older I get, I appreciate it for what it is. You know, it's like yeah. simplicity out there yeah. and peaceful and quiet. So, yeah. you know, I'm once not you, mad at it. Once you get to know it and you get comfortable with it. And you kind of know your way around. It's a, it's a cool place. Because it's not too, too quiet. Because quiet and country is Pontchartrain, Louisiana. <laughs> Pontchartrain, Louisiana has nothing to do. Like, that's where, that, whenever you say there's nothing to do, that's what they're talking about. You I think there's a list. Of, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, do that's, you? That's close to Bogalusa, right? No, it's all right because Hammond is there. And I, but I don't think Hammond has much to do either. They have, they have downtown Hammond and there's a little bit going they on. Got the university. And that's what <laughs> <laughs> that boy it sound like he about eighty nine. The university. We do have Nickel State, but that, that's not. Yeah, and that don't mean nothing. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite Popeyes. Is right across the street from Nickel. From Nickels? Yeah. Oh, from you just went to Popeyes. That's a brand new Popeyes. Oh, I'm about to say they got a Popeyes. Yeah, that's, that's one. Of, so that's you talking about Wendy's and Rouses? Nah, new Popeyes yeah. is new zone. That's that's some crazy. That's you had took you had took us to one. I uh, did take you to a Popeyes. Yeah, it was like right across the street. From Popeyes is delicious. They got a Popeyes by Nichols? No. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. It's brand new. That's one of my favorite ones. In yeah, the state, okay. But that's, yeah. that's a whole You don't know what that Popeyes is? <laughs> don't worry about it. It's right across from the hospital. I know now. <laughs> and so just kind of like in, in the collection here, we, you know, y'all being from Thibodeau, me being from Alexandria, mm. we ended up meeting in Lafayette yes. on... It was indirect too. It's not even like well, I oh, guess yeah, that is kind of how you meet people. But mm-hmm. um, whenever I don't even know how in the fuck I ended up at Jerome House. I'm not sure if it was Harold or if it was Jermaine or it might have been both of them. And then y'all, brother and sister, were in the crib, and it just kind of spilled from that point. And so, do y'all remember like those first interactions? I remember being very jealous of my my homie's new friends. You know. Uh, again, I ain't gonna lie. You know, coming from Thibodeau, I grew up with you guys. So now you go out to the college in Lafayette, 
which you missed a big shot and you got new friends that, you know, drink Hennessy out the bottle. Um, what, right. You know, what the hell are y'all doing in there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know these guys. I want a fist fight, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was weird at first, like meeting Gus and Roderick and shit. The whole time they was in the dorms, we ain't never wanted to come out. It was like, you know, whatever. But eventually we was around and, you know, when when they are, they playing the game and they doing this and that, you end up talking and having conversations, and mm-hmm. you end up, we, we had similar, you worked in the mall, I worked in the mall, yeah. we both ended up working under the same company, and, you know, eventually, you become Fast very, forward. very lifelong friends. Lifelong, you ain't lying. And then, so, through meeting y'all, years later, I ended up meeting Trey, yes, and I then, I was, by that time, by the time I met Trey, I was just starting to collect art pieces and things of that nature, and then that's whenever I Learn that you do art and stuff like that. Yeah, because you came to uh, build a fire. Mm-hmm. You came to build a fire. I think that is actually where we first met. Is it? I, I don't have the memory for it, but I think that is that I could believe it. That may have been like one of the first spaces where we actually met. We said that we actually like you know because you because you knew the dude that was running it or something like that, or, or yeah. you some kind of way you introduced me to him mm-hmm. yeah. the year before, huh? Yeah, yeah. Is that how it went? Because we went the year before I was in it. Yep. Yep, we went the year before, which was like 2000. And you introduced me to That's when I met you, I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, that was like the second time I had met you or something. Because mm-hmm. you brought me over there to the dude. Damn, Marty. <laughs> Talk about a circle. <laughs> no, that might be different. You might be, you might be responsible for all of this. The dot connector. That's crazy. <laughs> crazy. The dot connector. Don't call yourself that no more. Don't call yourself that. And then he said it with a voice. It felt like, like I could choose him on a Big video game. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, like I'm not I, ready for that. Yeah, I met I, uh, I met Saint John through. Uh, I don't even. I met Saint John through a couple of the good homies, Ian and Pierre, um, and they told me about the event, and I was like, "Oh, well, shit! I know, I know uh, artists. I know him indirectly mm-hmm. through y'all." And so I was like, "Well, shit! I was coming to meet Julian, Elsie, mm-hmm. hit up, hit up Trey, see what's good, because I knew Mike, and Mike did the two pieces, the Pac and the yeah, yeah, piece yeah. right there, and so." The following year, that's whenever, yeah, you was in it. That's how. Absolutely, absolutely. That's definitely not St. John, the rapper, singer, man. Right. (laughs) Right. It's a St. John from VR. He dresses in suits all the time. He dresses like the man Janelle Monet. Yeah, he definitely. definitely, Jesus Christ. (laughs) No disrespect. No disrespect at all. He was cool as hell. Respect. He was cool as hell. Respect. (laughs) Shout out to Janelle Monet. He is cool as shit. Good. And so, just uh, <laughs> yeah. And so, Trey, just kind of what what led you to to artwork and just painting? Like, what what got you into that into that, Steve? Uh, I mean, I was, I don't know. I always kind of had like an interest in art. You know what I'm saying? Like, I used to draw when I was younger or whatever. I never took it seriously, but I used to draw cars. And my mom used to call them Pizza Head, Dragon Ball Z characters. You know, I used to draw heads and like triangles. Yeah. Like, but uh. And then in high school, I took an art class, and it was kind of cool, but I never took it seriously at all. And then it was a conversation with my cousin, who was like my brother. And he was showing me all these different artists on Instagram. And that's whenever I was first getting into Instagram, for real. And just seeing what they were doing. And I don't know, I just took a liking to it for whatever reason. It was really like a challenge, though. Yeah. Like a challenge, like, I could do that. Because I always feel like I could do it up. Straight up. And I was like, I could do that. And so I started doing it, and I, I was putting stuff on the paper that, you know, I really didn't know what I could do, mm-hmm. and it just went from there. Just yeah, trying to get better at it. And then, so like, did 
whenever you were painting and drawing and stuff, but of course from that point in time at UL, mm. did you have like any like classes and stuff like that that led you to that and just like push that even further? No is the answer, but yes. Because um the classes I was taking had nothing to do with art. Mm. I did take a visual art class. I used to go to sleep every single day. So that was terrible. In the auditorium, did you ever have a class? At, you, did you go to UL? I never went to UL. All right. well, they had a, I was on campus. Like son, they had, that's <laughs> why they had a, man, listen, visual arts class in the auditorium was hell. It was, you go in there, you go to sleep. But uh, but nah, man, I went to school for chemical engineering and I had no interest in it. And so it pushed me to figure out what I really was interested in. Yeah. And art just so happened to fill that void. Right. And then, so whenever I met you, Julian, what exactly was LC? What exactly was happening? Like, whenever we met, it was just like random on some. Yo, this is the homie of the homie, right? And Trin, you were in in the house too. This is Julian's sister, and it was all on some like, yo, we all from the same city. And so, like right. at that time, which was like ah, two thousand twelve, let's just say, what what was going on in like y'all spaces in, in y'all lives? My life, man, uh, 2012-ish, I basically just followed my homies to their colleges. I went out there because uh, that's all I knew. That was the people I was with. I had no focus, no goals. I was working for shoe stores, whichever one would hire me. And I went out there and I uh, linked up with Guap and BMAC, who uh, I was friends with Guap from high school. Um, and BMAC just so happened to be around, ended up being somebody that Guap was uh, fucking with music-wise, and I wrote my first verse for them. I had always been around music and stuff, never really rapping or nothing, but um, I wrote my first verse out there and started playing around with the music, and it ended up being what I do. But when I was out there, I 1,000% had no goals at all. Um, I I even ate a, a ramen noodle sandwich. So, you know. Didn't care about life. I didn't think yeah, about life. Yeah, that's the most disgusting <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my life. 2012. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I don't know. It was a chicken uh, ramen noodle sandwich, and for some reason I figured because I'm hungry that bread and noodles. No. Did you add any type of sauce to it? Oh, it was just the noodle I, sauce. I had an egg in the, in the noodles. Ooh, I'm not judging you. I'm judging you. <laughs> the bread was toasted. <laughs> okay, I like the bread was toasted. The bread was toasted. I don't know. What yeah, was I guess that'd be bad. That if it was premeditated. I know, I knew, I was like, you know what, niggas don't be doing this. Like, so you know that. how sick you gotta be to put noodles, because I know he didn't put nothing on that bread, oh, on bare ass toast, <laughs> <laughs> bare ass toast, like know. off the toaster, noodle, bang sandwich, you know what I'm saying? That's pre, nasty. Pre-music, pre-rap, Jewel was eating ramen noodle sandwiches. Bare ass toast is something crazy. That's oh, different. Wow. Yeah, bare toast. And I know you to- you toast your bread till it's brown. Cause see, don't, I don't do that. Don't I just worry about the way I toast my bread. Bro. <laughs> well, I don't say it like that. <laughs> Big pause. Where you was? Pause. Wait. Big pause. Where, where were you, Trent? What was going on in oh, uh, 2012? I uh, I had no vision either. I was a partier. Just I literally was just oh. like going where the parties were. Mm. Just because I found, I don't know, I was like lost and just like trying to find happiness and drinking and partying. That's where I was in life. I was at a job that I hated, but I worked there for like ever and just trying to, I don't know. She had a realization. She about to cry about it. You know what I'm saying? I know. I totally changed from that trend. 
but I was definitely like in a not so good place, just limbo. Yeah, limbo for sure. We definitely met in a very exciting limbo. That's the way you describe that. I think that at that point in time too, it was. I think all of us collectively, even even though I didn't know y'all, mm-hmm. and of course Trey, I met you later later on in life, mm-hmm. but. Whenever I met y'all, I think we were all figuring it out at that point in time. Because yeah. mm-hmm. all of us, like, hated college. Like, I know I did. Like, that's why I never finished. Never went to a class. Yeah. Had a school bag, though. Yeah. I don't even know if I was in college. I have that. multiple backpacks, and it's kind of disturbing. Like, it's disturbing the amount of backpacks and bags that I have just here in this home. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's that, that's a one-off. <laughs> college wasn't the one. I, yeah. I finished, but it wasn't wasn't my favorite. Talk about your college experience. Like, like from you from the first time you stepped foot on UL campus... To up to your completion of getting your degree, and the first two years, I looked at it like just a continuation of high school. Like this is just what this is just the next step, you know, on kind of like a mindless, you know, course. What what did you what you majored in? Chemical engineering. Shit. But yeah, first two years was just kind of like I'm out of high school. This is what I'm supposed to do now. I gotta pick a major, so. I did I in math and science in high school, and I heard engineers make money and they travel, so I picked that, and I'll just go to high school and I mean not high school, college, yeah, college. <laughs> college, college, and I'll do that. Yeah, so I did that. Was working. I always worked in uh, the restaurant industry, so I did that, and you know, and then as I got deeper into college, and I started re- hitting those real classes, yeah, you know, engineering classes, and it started you know being a little rocky, and I had I got to the point where I had to sit out a semester. And that's when I really had to get my mind right. Like, all right, am I going to finish this or am I going to, you know, end this? Mm-hmm. And I just decided to finish it. And then I kind of, you know, got a little bit more into it. And I finished it, but I never really picked up or, you know, found a passion or a real liking with the the curriculum or the subject matter. You know what I'm saying? So, but college is cool. You know, I feel like it allows you to figure out who you are, forces you to kind of figure out who you are in a way. That was going to be my next question. Like, do you feel like college is necessary? No. I do think that you have to have some, I don't think it's necessary, let me say this, I don't think it's necessary, but I do think it's a very good platform for like networking mm-hmm. and meeting people and seeing different things, you know, just having that diversity yeah. being presented to you like on a platter. Yeah, I, I definitely do agree because especially with the networking piece of it, because uh Whenever you meet people, and, and just like I told y'all earlier, it's like you're meeting these people indirectly and you have no clue. Like mm-hmm. Sometimes those relationships develop over time. Sometimes those are just mm-hmm. for, the, for that moment in your life. You know what I mean? And so um, whenever you just kind of like navigating through college and stuff, did you were you still working on art pieces at that point in time as well? Well, I started art. Probably my second year of college, either yeah, my second year of college, I believe, and um, from that point on, I was always working on something. Mm-hmm. But you know, being in college, it was never a possibility for it to be my number one focus. Yeah. You know, so I was kind of putting a little, you know, attention in it over here, but then still trying to like I do at the end of the day need to get at least C's in these classes Got to you. pass. You know, you. but the art was slowly becoming my main priority, you know. And then, so, from art, did you, did y'all know that Trey was always a, a painter? And uh, just an artist? Yeah, I met Trey through my little cousin when he was in uh, middle school. 
And he used to hide bologna under his fucking pillows and sausages in his Stop pockets. Stop that. No, wow. Man, no, <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. We're not going to run that. We're not, we not going to run that. He was a weirdo, dude. So I, I, did, I knew him before. Our, I knew him before, like, we were even men. Uh, I'm not sure when the creativity started pouring out of us. Uh, I want to say that even my um, calling my brother Amethyst, he was on the show. Uh, I think that he was even closer friends with Trey before me and him became friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, the art was a thing. He would draw mm-hmm. weird things like our friends' faces and shit <laughs> for a while. Uh, <laughs> me and my me and my brother were making our music, figuring out how to use Fruity Loops and shit. And eventually, we just kind of meshed together and um, realized we had kind of the same goals that we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. And then, and then trends so. Did you did you know what Trey actually had going on? Or did you meet him just kind of like casually through Julian? Yeah, I never really paid attention to Trey at the beginning whenever I first met him because he was just one of my friends' annoying yeah. brothers. She was keeping honestly. up with the Kardashians. One of your brother's annoying friends. Yeah. I mean, my brother's annoying <laughs> friends. But, um, yeah, I had like my own life. Literally, I was <laughs> such a different person. I didn't really care about them. So I really wasn't paying attention to them, and I wasn't worried. Fine. We would be there, and Trim would just walk through the front room and go straight to her room. Yeah. And was, she would walk out of her room. I was room doing and go some to other room. stuff back then. Yeah, fine. Totally different. Totally different. Totally different. Complete different. I've never seen anybody change as a person as as much as as, <sighs> as she has. Well, what what exactly like changed? Like like what happens? Mm, um. Well, <laughs> what happened? Pop it off, pop it off. Um. Grabs Mike. He grabs Mike. Well, I, I mean, I can relate to what you were talking about earlier a little. I just, um, you know, I was at a point in my life where I was at the same job for over 10 plus years doing the same thing every day. Um, and I just, I was in this relationship for uh, six plus years. And it just got to the point where I just was very unhappy. I was a negative person. I was dealing with insecurities, just, um, you know, a lot of stuff going on. And that relationship ended. Um, I had got laid off of a job at the same time. And it was just a bad time in my life. I went through a really bad, dark depression for like a year. and like I, I really like hit rock bottom, and in that rock bottom, I just, um, I found you know like my spiritual journey started. Um, I really think you know my relationship with God grew, and um, ever since then, like I literally went through the worst parts of my life to find you know the best. So. You know, ever since I went through those dark times, I've just been like walking in faith and like putting one step in front of the other. There you go. And you know, it's I've like changed so much because of that. So yeah, I mean, I did go through some hard times, but without this those, life. I definitely wouldn't be here. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And then so you did hint on depression, and then that's something I didn't get a chance to tell y'all about earlier too, which I should have told y'all. Get it off. It's like oh shit. Uh, Right before you moved to the crib in BR, uh-huh. I went through like this dark phase, right? And this was this was like post breakup. 
Mm-hmm. Um, about right. I found myself <laughs> sitting in the apartment. You remember how the apartment would look? Yeah, sure. I was sitting in the apartment. The blinds are open. It's dark outside. I was sitting in the dark with shades on playing the Xbox. And then like one day <laughs> and like one day it literally literally like fucking hit me and I was like like what the what the fuck are you doing? It. Like it. like you you're depressed. You know what I mean? It's it's a different situation right there, boy. And yeah. so when you said sitting, I thought you were about to say sitting somewhere else and I was gonna say y'all can relate. <laughs> and like I really just found myself like sitting there and I was like, damn, like what the what the fuck is actually like going on? Like, what is happening? Like, what what am I going through? And then like it just kind of, I was like, all right, lights on, shades off, no more shades indoors. You know, like that person at, at the club or the bar, like that's the motherfucker with shades on. Like, yeah. that was me, like shades on in the house. Like, enough of that shit. You know what I mean? So, um, past that, have you two gentlemen ever went through like depression phases? <laughs> yes. <laughs> to, to answer it shortly. Um. Yeah, you know, uh, 2020. We're in 2021 now. 2020 was a rough year for a lot of people. I think 2020. I was so prepared for 2020 because of how bad 2019 was for me. Hmm. Uh, it was like a prequel, right? 2019 was rough. Oh my god! Yeah. First panic attack I've ever experienced. I always thought it was a joke. Um, you know, I'm I'm 27 now, so I was like 25. Uh, calling my mom at like three o'clock in the morning. Just looking to, to to for her to calm me down mm-hmm. type shit, um, and I'm already knee deep in the music, so my boss was nuts. Yeah. I was I was writing all kinds of shit about self care and shit. Uh, it was times where I, my shower, uh, when you walk in the bathroom, you kind of have the option of looking to the left and you see yourself in the mirror. Brushing your teeth in the sink, you got to see yourself in the mirror. But I brushed my my teeth in the shower, so I didn't have to see myself. Shit. It was weird. I've never felt like that, you know. I've but it's honesty. Kind of more cocky than I need to be. Arrogant guy, and uh, always bubbly and shit. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? That shit definitely humbled me, and it gave me a, a perspective on, you know. And my sister was going through the same thing she was going through. I don't know why God did it the way, but we were able to have conversations that me and her growing up we never even gave a damn to talk to each other. You know what I'm saying? Um, my partners had already been through situations. It helped me talk to them about, you know, where I'm at. They see the type of person I am, and all of a sudden I'm out here moping, and I I'm not even telling them what's wrong with me and shit. And uh, you know, it, it it built a lot of the relationships and had a lot of conversations. So I think uh, the same way my sister's depression brought her to uh, a newfound light, I think it definitely defined a very big part of me. You know what I'm saying? It was a, a beautiful, terrible part of my life, but you know. I advise motherfuckers to, to to listen when people are speaking, you know, and definitely speak when they're feeling, because it, it's real, it's every day, and it's here, you know what I'm saying, but we're here after it, you know? Yeah, fast forward and the from content it. that we have, and the perspectives that we have, and the mindsets that we have from it, is what I think it's there for, Yeah, you know? What's that? What about you, Trey? Any depression apps? Um, I don't know if what I had was technically depression i definitely had like a rough patch you know what i'm saying like a short rough patch but uh i don't know if i would say it's depression mm-hmm. but uh the rough patch i did have i felt like it was necessary for me definitely to become the person i do you know think i'm becoming and you know plan on becoming 
um, you know, just helping you open your eyes to what's really going on and what you really want to do with your life type of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that? Did y'all, you two being artists and in, in different sides of artistry, did y'all create through it? Or did creating things help y'all kind of like break break those molds, break break from out of, the, out of those molds? Hmm. And the, the even thing, you, Trent. Even yeah, you, Trent, well. the thing with the creating through... Uh, I got some advice the other day I'll share. And I just shared it with my partner, Jalen. Uh, no Help Records, shout out. Um, when you hit a wall, you know what I'm saying? I, I was I was at a wall, creativity-wise. I, this is before I was dead set on rap. You know, I, I was a good lyricist or whatever, and I made my music on SoundCloud. But this is right before I kind of was like, you know what, niggas can't fuck with me. I'm about to do this shit for real. Yeah. So I'm still not confident. I'm not, you know, um, ready to put my music out for the, the world to hear. And I was at a wall where it's like, what do I even talk about besides complaining about my little issues? And I got some advice yesterday that was uh other day before. That was, uh you know, sometimes the wall is there to lean on mm. instead of trying to break it down. Sometimes you need a break and you got to, you know, just give yourself that time, sit back, think, and instead of trying to always overcome, sometimes you just kind of like let that let that be there for now, figure it out mm-hmm. instead of trying to go through it. So I think that was a big thing with me. Um, I kind of subconsciously let the wall be there. I I, I fell into uh, maybe I should be depressed for whatever I'm going through. You know, maybe I'm not normal or whatever, mm-hmm. and that taught me because I did take the break. Not really that I was taking a break that taught me that, you know, uh, after a while, once the wall kind of uh, withered away, it taught me some lessons, I'll say. What was that? So uh, it, was, it wasn't creativity through it, but it was, uh, it gave me a, a big Easter egg hunt for creativity remotely after. Yeah. Interesting. Trey? Um, well, for me, I mean, I'm not... Um, artist, painter, rapper, whatever. So um, this is- I I think that's where some of my depression lied. Lied. It was I didn't really have a vision for my life. You know, like with the relationship that I was in, I kind of lost myself in it, and like everything I had, I put into it. Mm-hmm. So whenever that ended, I didn't know who I was, you know, and I literally, you know, I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know what to create. I wasn't a creator. That was who I was, you know. So um, that in itself was kind of depressing and like, who am I? Like, I don't have anything to offer, you know. And so. um, Middle of the ocean shit. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of was hard on me. But, you know, I still walk through some of that still. You know, I'm not going to say I'm completely over it. Yeah. But, you know, if it wasn't for these two guys, honestly, because, again, we lived together while I was going through it. And um, they, they didn't let me... Well, as much as I wanted to stay in it, but they would like come and like train. Okay, like this is enough. Like you're not gonna do this, you know anymore. So as much as like I wanted to just stay and cry and just like, what is life? Yeah. You know, like they didn't allow me to do that. So I'm like so appreciative to them 
for helping me through that rough time, you know? Sure. So, um... Anytime, bro. Yeah. Trey, Trey? What you had? Um, well, my rough patch came at a time where I couldn't just lay down, you know? Because that was... Mine came, like, right at that that last semester, Jeez. you know, that last year of school, Man. whenever I got all my senior stuff coming in, oh, all that. And at that point, I had got hit with this ultimatum of... Um, I had applied for graduation. Everything was set. I'm like, all right, I got this much time left. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And the dean ended up pulling me in and was like, you're not going to graduate unless you get two A's and three B's. And coming from who I was, like, that's not something that I was, that wasn't something that I do. You know, he straight up told me, he was like, and you ain't going to do it. So let's start coming up with a, a backup plan. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like looking at you, you know, what you did before. Cause like I said, when I came into school, I was with it, you know. Like my first semester, you know, the freshman stuff, I was A D man. Yeah, yeah, I was that guy. But after that, it was just <clears throat> C's get degrees all the way. <laughs> and then it was a couple rough patches of like, oh, I gotta take this class again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, and so whenever that happened, it gave me a little motivation in that time of you know in that rough patch to be like, like I had a I had a, a definite goal to to reach, and I was also still. Um, cranking out paintings whenever I could get the time. But school was picking up at that time too. So yeah. you know, I just I was forced to keep, you know, keep moving, put my head down and just keep pushing through it. Got to. Yeah. And then so that what around what what year was that? That I graduated May nineteen, so this was back half of eighteen, early nineteen. Okay. So we're gonna kinda rewind a little bit before that. And so you started writing at the crib, Julian L C at I'm gonna get it right in there, you know, in this part. We're gonna start calling you. You gotta call me what you feel, bro. (laughs) And so uh you started writing at the crib. I moved to BR in 2015. Uh this was uh the you were there at at the first spot. This was like I think this was the the first build the fire event or maybe before, I'm not sure, the year. But you started whenever you started writing at the crib, what was like your your process of don't give away like your exact process, but mm-hmm. has your process changed from that point at that point in time to uh, current days writing? Absolutely. Uh, I was at that point. That was the one me and Amethyst had that I was uh, promoting that build the fire. And I remember writing at your crib, uh, a freestyle to Cage Bird J Cole on the uh, Revenge of the Dreamers two album. And I was writing because I knew how at this point. My my creative process is writing when I either feel inspired or when I feel like I have to, and it's a double ended sword because uh, feeling like you have to do something always takes a you know when you want to take a shower you take a shower but when you have to take a shower it's a little annoying yeah you know what I'm saying so you feel forced you feel forced it doesn't really feel fluent you don't get the bars off that you want a lot but it's been it's become such a thing in in my life it's like the only thing that I do it's the only thing I'm gonna do so. My process now is more along the lines of, uh, let's see what you can come up with today. You know, I've been going to water recently, like the last couple songs I've written was in front of water just because COVID, you can't go anywhere else. Um, My sound has changed, my beat selection has changed, the things that inspire me has changed, my topics have changed. So naturally, yeah, the the creative process is different, Mm -hmm. for sure. but it's it's come a long way. Shout out to the to the 
weird path I took to get here. We're sure. gonna we're gonna get into the into the shed in a minute, and then how the sure. how the shed has like evolved into something more. Sure. And then for for your process of just painting and drawing, you said you were painting like triangles and drawing faces. And <laughs> when I was like ten, when I was like nine and yeah, ten, but like, but it starts somewhere. You know what I, I'm saying? I, yeah, but, but I can't tell you about that. Yeah, but you know, I what just know so, I did it. So it go from from that point, which is you know, adolescence. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you get to your 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 college stage of drawing, painting, developing, and how did how did that exactly happen? Did you have to be in a certain space? Did did you have to be by yourself? Did you have uh, to have other people around, you know. I would much rather like uh I would much rather be in my own space, you know, be to myself. But I always mean I, I tell him anytime we have some deep conversation. Mm -hmm. I feel like it really sparked for me whenever because, um, like I say, we was, I was in Lafayette for school and in the summers, you know, you don't want to be in Lafayette really. Or at least I didn't. So once one summer specifically, I don't know what year it was, it might have been it was either 16 or 17. I was staying at their mom's house like the whole summer. And he had this little small miniature pool table in his room. And uh, he had another little desk behind it. And I would sit at the pool table and I would draw. And him and Amethyst would sit at the at the desk and make music. And like I tell him all the time, that's whenever it really was clicking. That's when it really felt like magic and he his pops came one time mm -hmm. and his pops took this picture that's like my favorite picture to be honest and it was me painting this this painting this egyptian painting for my boy for darius yep yeah this dude stop looking at me like that you boy talking about the stop looking at me like this but Jeez. yeah, man, I was saying that. Shot to this day. Yeah, it's still there. Is it really? Yes. That's nuts. Shout out there, though. That's a cool ass dude. So. Mm -hmm. But uh, Hector D, what up? Facts. Mm -hmm. And then uh, but yeah, his pops. I was thinking, I was painting that, and Jew was working on some beats, okay. and it was just like, it was. I don't know, it was crazy, bro. And to this day, that's that's that magic that I'm just always trying to throw myself into. And that's when I was learning how to really, because like I said, before I was drawing pizza heads, the last time I really drew. Mm -hmm. And then in high school, like I took a class, but everybody takes a high school class. And I never took it serious. Straight but this, at this time, I was like learning how to draw faces. I was using charcoal at the time. I was just strictly doing fan art, which I hate now. Yeah. But I was drawing, uh, I remember I did like a Kendrick Lamar piece. I did a J. Cole piece, both at his house. And that's when I was really learning you know, all right, I could actually do this. This could, we could make something out of this. Cool. You know, so it was always just it was just natural. You just had to figure out what type of man. Art I'm a, you like uh, to do. I guess, and I was still figuring it out because it's not like I love that so much. I think I just love the process of making something and looking back at it and being like, I made that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And then showing people and getting the reaction, even though you you know, as an artist, you never fully accept somebody's reaction yeah, you know right. you could tell me how great it is you could tell me how bad the only thing that you really take in that feels like it has an effect on you is whenever it's a bad comment which yeah. is terrible because that the bad comments live with you yeah, right 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 but you know so my process just was at that time really just challenging myself there you go. just steadily you know challenging myself to do more and then from drawing you know and charcoal switched to um acrylic paint and i think actually the boy darius painting was my second because i did a lauren hill piece which was super duper simple but then he just had enough faith in me to you know commission me to do this egyptian painting that he had in his mind and it came out pretty good i mean now when i look at it i hate it but at the time i thought it was pretty cool you know what i'm saying fire i don't know what you're talking so, man, about man listen marty 
I'm a bad man. I <laughs> Talk about it. If you like that, talk that shit. Already listen to me. But yeah, man. so it was acrylic, and then I I, I did that, and then I kind of you know started digging into the acrylic bag, and I feel like I got everything I wanted to get out of it, and then I switched to oil, which is what I'm doing now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then from your from your from those pieces up into your first, do you remember was Build a Fire like your first art show? It was, and that's why this is so crazy right now. I okay. want to cry about it. No, no, no. Amoy, you're the reason. No, no, no. no. The reason. No, no, no. Far from. Yeah, hug, yeah, hug. My eyes are watering, Amoy. If I let them, they'll cry. I ain't going to let them. Far, far from the You want a reason for no, me doing art shows, dude? That's crazy. Because yeah, right. Think about that. You, already, you was already in your bag. You know I had the pieces, Marty, but I don't know what I'd have done with them. I mean... The right people would have came across your life one way or another. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, you're right. And so, but you was just there to like, you was like a, uh, you was like Simba, and I was like Mufasa, but I didn't fall. You, you actually grabbed me. This is like Lion King reverse. Why would you ever call yourself his father? <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, I meant the position of us. Pause. Yeah, pause. I'm not. Look, he do the analogies. I don't do them. I understand. Which I, you you grabbed my, my my hand and pulled me up. Yeah, man. Shit, you know. Cadet, like, no, no, Cadet Kelly, Cadet Kelly, big Cadet Kelly. You isn't that what happened? I don't know. They were hanging from the side. Yeah, they was hanging off the mountain. Marty, you pulled me up. Marty definitely pulled the majority of us up from some weird mindsets. That's crazy. Shit, dude. Oh, I mean, Marty, Marty, my man. I mean, you're slacking on the pools, bro. <laughs> you say, what you. can I do for you? I got you. Shit. Yeah, I got you, Trent. You know what I'm saying? And so that that is crazy that like Build a Fire was like your first. And I figured, you know what I'm saying? You was already. I did like, one at UL. Like, like knee deep in it. I like, did one at UL, but that was it. Yeah. And yeah. then, so fast forward from Build a Fire, that is your first event. Mm-hmm. LC, you already writing at the crib. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere in between, there's the conversation about conform, or is this years later? Man, we uh, we I'm not gonna say that we had the conversation about the beginning of this. I don't remember how that. I don't remember how it started. It was. It had to be. It probably was. It was uh, like what? Talk for a second. The reason. The reason why I always use like years and stuff like that because normally like I remember things like off of years and music and like time steps, right? Yeah. So. But I'm like about to a, tell you. A timestamp for me is uh, whatever birthday that was that we had our situation in the middle of Jefferson Street. Great time. <laughs> Great time. Oh, I had a lot of fun. Very active. <laughs> I had a lot of fun that, that night. You well, know we had mean? to admit that. We, we must have, because you're talking about whenever you was made stuff. Yeah, we got it in. <laughs> yeah, we, we all got it in, you know. Yeah. Shit, dude. Licks was being thrown, you know what I mean? Different times in our lives. Different times in our lives, but, you know, thank God for growth and we're here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right, so conform came about. The idea of it came about in fifteen. Fifteen. In fifteen, like April first, two thousand fifteen. I want to say in fifteen. Later on, and this is what I was doing at that time. Look at it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the face. I remember those. I remember that one. That cube joint. Right now, like Trey is showing, showing like us just certain older pieces that he's done before and. Yeah, yeah, stuff like this. Yeah, super butter. And so at that time, I remember. I want to say I remember the conversation, but then I don't. I remember texting like everybody that I was like, you know, closer with at that time. After I came up with the idea, 
Because it came from, like, frustration. Because, like I said, I worked in restaurants all through school. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting smoke from Outback on some craziness. And I don't know if I should say this, but Marty, I don't have the best job record. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not because of Jobs my it's not because of my ability or anything like that. It's because I don't like being spoken to in a certain way. Okay. And in restaurants, they talk to you crazy, Marty. I heard. But anyway, man, I got smoke, and I was tired of getting smoke, and I was like, Conform. I don't know. I just wrote it down. <laughs> I don't it's know. It, and, 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 the record show that conform is spelled C O N X F O R. Yeah, don't do that. You know. But uh. Yeah, don't conform. But yeah, and I remember I hit him up. I'm like, man, look, that's what I'm on. Yeah. And so it really wasn't. It had no direction. I had. It was just a, a word that I thought looked cool, and I circled it. I was inspired by this um, Basquiat painting, which was like he circled the word ideal, and I thought that was the illest thing ever. Yeah. I didn't even know why. I was like, this feels so ill right now. Like, this feels so powerful for some reason. Feel right. And so I kind of like bit off of that a little bit, and then for shit, the last five years, it just began morphing. Yeah. And I, you know, yeah, turning into what it's supposed to be. You know. And so the conform. So the idea came from your mm-hmm. job experience, life experience, life, life experience. I already know how you get down, LC. Like you just, there is no such thing as law for you. Oh, oh, well, what is that about? <laughs> there's, there's, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely was raised to be myself. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Uh, so when my partner comes across an idea where it's like, you know, there's always a fine line between rebel and you look stupid as shit. You know, and this was like the perfect opportunity for me to to explain how I've been feeling for years. Like, I don't fit in in any of the. I don't fit in when I'm wilding. I'm stupid as fuck. I don't fit in where I'm academically uh, determined. I don't fit in. I can't surpass this key holder position in my store because I can't do the paperwork to be a manager because I can't focus because you know I got these all these. I just fall short of whatever, but then partner comes to me with the, we're going to start from scratch, build our own creative hub for motherfuckers like you. Yeah. And I'm like, sir, you know. Sign me up. Let's let's do that. We didn't know what we were talking about. (laughs) And we was young and we was like just imaginative, you know, and then it's been this long five or six years. Chill out. They be killing killing me because that's lying a lot. It sounds cool. And it's true. Yeah. The metamorphosis of it all is just because, you know. That's a word, metamorphosis. Coming you see from. Him. Yeah, stop playing. Coming he, he from a creative. Let, like, let's just go around the table. Coming from a creative, you've been knowing us for years. Coming from a creative, coming from uh, somebody who's been academically uh, determined. Coming from somebody who's been um, systemically, systematically, how do you say that word? Systemically. Systemically. Trained. Okay. You know, we all have our suppressions that we dealt with, and through the years we've come together and we're about to launch a brand that will give you the opportunity to, to skip that step of, of learning about, you know, you don't have to feel suppressed in the role that you were taught. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be what you see. Yeah. Thoughts are things. We'll get to that. You know what I'm saying? And... We're, our, our, my main goal for this brand is to give somebody a HOV lane straight to manifestation. That's good. You know what I'm saying? 
That's that's what this whole conversation is. Because be it's about. it's an inclusion kind of thing. It's an it's, inclusion for oh, yeah, others. It's that all feel, inclusive. It's you know what I'm inclusive. saying? Others that feel that I shouldn't, you know, that I, I should quote quote air quotes here. Like I should conform to what society says and things right. of that nature. But a lot of things are made and created off of. Uh, going against the grain. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because whenever, you know, it's the phrase of like, when others say do, you say don't. Right. Yeah. And there's the other side of don't, which this is... Challenging thing, you know? Yeah. For the correct reasons. I'm not saying yeah. be a rebel, just be a rebel. Right. But it's really just all about channeling, channeling that, um, that mindset and that feeling of just wanting to be what it is that you want to be, you know? And go after what it is that you want to go after with your life and not worrying about, you know, whoever's opinion. Because, you know, insecurity, I feel like, is one of the biggest hurdles. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that's like a fact. Like, that keeps people from doing all kinds of things. Like, you know, all the time you, well, not all the time, but a lot of the time you run into, you know, older people who, through conversation, you find out they had these ideas to do this so they had these dreams to do that. Yeah. And it's like, why didn't you do it? And I feel like it a lot of time, too too much of the time, it boils down to, you know, I don't know, I just never tried it. I, I never, you know, went all the way in on it. You know, I never rolled the dice on myself. Mm-hmm. You know, for whatever reason. A lot of time that reason is, you know, you just didn't have the confidence to do it. Or, you know, you was worrying about another person's opinion. Yeah. And so this is all about completely getting rid of that thought. Mm-hmm. And then, so in between those two, where did you fall in, Sharon? Like in in the mix of the conform, of course, like you are a part of the family, just mm-hmm. strictly there. But whenever conform, the discussion is happening, and then you like, yo, I'm gonna pick it up too. Like, what's up? Like, how did that? How did that come about? Well, I want to say before you, talk, <laughs> I believe Trin's entry to this brand and her story for this uh, for this question is the the meaning. Like, this shit is the bread and butter of what we That's a fact. Here. She's our first specimen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. What are you going to on your project? No, but I wasn't a, I wasn't a part of them at first. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of like Trey, obviously, his idea, and then he told Joy. But, like, for the first five years, I knew about Conform because I would see you painting the word everywhere or whatever yeah. and stickers. But, like, I, I never really paid attention to it because, again, I was busy conforming to my own life, you know, like going to my nine to five every day, just, you know, what society is looks as a woman to be. I was, like, doing that, you know. Um, so... I wasn't a part of them. And again, I went through my little downward, whatever you want to call it. And um, it was there that, like, I didn't have the energy to pick myself up from that darkness. But they kind of grabbed me and was like, hey, like, you are, because they saw what I was doing in life and, like, you know, conforming. I was the definition of conformity for real because you know I was this old I didn't have a relationship I didn't have kids I didn't have my dream job I didn't have my dream house like what am I doing with my life because I'm supposed to have all this I didn't have it so I was listening to the world and like society or whatever and they were like look you are like what conform is like we need you you know you're a woman one um two they kind of 
believed in me in ways I didn't believe in myself because, like, I write. And I never really thought it was, like, a gift or a talent or anything because, like, who doesn't write, you know? But, I mean, I've been told that I'm a good writer, um, you know, throughout the my life. And I, I never thought twice about it. But, you know, Trey approached me and was like, look, like, we want you a part of this team. You know, we want you to do this. You could either, you know, come or go. You know, we don't want to leave you behind. Straight up. And I was like, I don't have anything else to, you know. And so I just kind of like joined the team and I really, it's just crazy how it happened because literally I was at my worst. But I, um, yeah, I think I'm like a good fit for it because, you know, in the, in the parts of like the writing and, you know, I try to put my creative parts into the middle room, which we'll get into later. But, you know, I think we all bring something different to the table and I never knew that I would be a missing puzzle piece to the team, but I, I am, which is weird, but it works. Let's talk about it. And yeah, so that's kind of where it happened, you know? So Jeez. it wasn't planned, but I think it, it wasn't planned for us, but it was planned, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes the, those things are just kind of like put in front of us and we don't even know. Right. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's like hidden talent, if you will. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so with... And so is it just y'all three, or are we, are we missing somebody from the Conform family? A very close member is a, she goes by the name of, she goes by the name of Alondra. Alondra, shout out Alondra. That's our, that's our photographer, that's our social media person, mm-hmm. you know, because me and Critical. you, we're not very good at that. I need one of those. She's our, um, you know, she's that, and she's just there to kind of bounce ideas off of and listen and give feedback, you know. Mm-hmm. So she's definitely a integral piece. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot more than I do. Definitely. Straight up. And then so from the times that it's all kind of forming like Voltron, right? Mm-hmm. And then but still individually, y'all are having y'all's own episodes that are happening in life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I know we're gonna skip skip forward a few years with L C whenever you're getting started you're getting ready to like start putting projects out, right? And the first project that, well, first, there's the Heat Streak Week. Yeah. Cool idea. What led into that? Like, was that from your brain? Was it from a conversation amongst the homies? Like, uh, This was when I was, uh, my homie fam was, was man. Shout out fam. Shout out fam. One of the most loyal guys you ever met. Love fam. Break his ankle and dance the way he does. Uh, he was managing me, and we were trying to figure out how to. I was doing local shows for the singles I had on SoundCloud, and I didn't think that the people that I was doing the shows with were promoting the show as well. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to figure out how to promote a show while also making myself look cooler than the people I was doing the show for. Mm-hmm. You know, I was being kind of uh, uh, like a, like a pool shark kind of. Yeah. So we came up with the idea of look, I'm gonna take the whole week. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm going to talk about it for three weeks. Yeah. And I'm going to take the whole week and promote myself. The party approach. That way, by the time, you know the party approach. It's very different. <laughs> by the time you come to the show, you forgot who else was on the card. You know what I'm saying? So I'll drop you a single uh, Monday. I'll drop you a freestyle for uh, the next day. Another single, another freestyle. And then come Friday, the show's there. 
you done heard full songs back to back from me. I got my old songs on SoundCloud waiting for you. And I'm ripping you up on stage. I felt like the man. That shit was the coolest idea ever. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, dig. You heard? Fuck. All right. I dig Tiny that. Cool genius. I dig Super that. Cool and then the the Heat Streak Week leads yeah. into Steadfast. Am I correct? Heat Streak Week uh, led into Steadfast, which was my first effort at a project EP. Um, and that brings me into a conversation that I wanted to have. We don't have to dive too deep into it. But I, I also want to um, bring a very, very bright light to the fact that the whole cement to what we do and what we are is uh, our faith in God. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, which has, shout out God. Shout out God. Shout out, shout out Let God. Let me shout out to God. The most high. Um, <laughs> not that we grew up in an unfaithful house because we did not. We uh, definitely used God as a pillar, as a um, maybe like more of a warning. Like, you know, if you don't believe in God, you'll go to hell. You right. know what I'm saying? Uh, but it wasn't until my sister hit a rough patch where she used God as her pull-up instead of Marty because she wasn't there for her. You know? <laughs> Sorry. You have to take that up with him. But she found God, and while she was searching, I was right behind her. Uh, Trey was always religious, you know what I'm saying? But he ended up coming move with us after college, so now we're all going to church. And it felt to me, and I want to say speak for the team, felt like as soon as we found our stability and faith, shit started pouring out. Come on. We started getting it popping. We knew our direction. We didn't question our methods. Got it popping, you know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting in church one morning, and I'm listening to a song, and she said the word steadfast. I never heard it in my life. I Google it in church, and it's this picture of a lighthouse with a thousand waves scratching against it. And it just spoke a thousand words. Mm-hmm. So I uh, wrote a project on the idea of being steadfast and, you know, my journey up into my first project. And I slapped him with the Heat Street Week and was like, I'm going to give you this single that didn't make steadfast. I'm going to give you bars that don't make sense. I'm going to give you this single that didn't make steadfast. I'm going to give you bars about why I just did it. Yeah. Then I'm going to give you a six song project. Then I'm going to get on stage and bust it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was. I think the thing about steadfast and the thing about Steadfast that really sticks out to me is like so much instrumentation mm-hmm. is in that full project. Mm-hmm. It's so many different sounds and it's it's a lot of love on that album. Oh yeah. But on that body of work, whatever you want to yeah, title yeah. it. But I love Capable Up. I love Hard song. I love got sample. Hard song. Love Capable Love. Like it's Capable Love was hard to write. That's that's a you can clo- close a club to that song. Yeah. You can close a show to that song. Yeah. You can ride around at night with your shorty to that record. Like That'd it's awesome. it's one of those <laughs> multi-faceted like records That's that you can song. play. Capable love. Uh, Capable love was a weird journey. I gave it to uh, me and my partner who were making music at the time. Shout out cousin Verge. I know. And we were making uh, music I know her with, directly too. <laughs> we were making I, music with our called Cat Lady Um And they didn't really want it. I didn't. I don't think I finished the beat well or something. They didn't really like it, so it kind of discouraged me from the direction I wanted to go in, mm-hmm. which was like my usual boom bap. I'm gonna kick bars, and then my boy was going through a certain situation with his old lady, and I had been through a certain situation with my old lady, and then I was going next to a, another situation that would also inspire a couple bars, and uh, the sample was just fine. Uh, hit up Keontae. Shout out Keontae. To sing the the shit that I needed to be sung, she did it. Uh, we went to Mississippi, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, shout out John, JT, the boy, 
and Trent, they sung background vocals and he played the guitar. Trent is back there? Trent's back there. Trent's wow. Back there. <laughs> I had no clue. Trent's back there. I gave him credits. Nobody reads the label. I had no clue that Trent is Trent's in the Trent's back there on a few of them, believe it or not. Wow. That so makes I mean, me happy as fuck. The Steadfast Sessions was so dumb. I, I don't even know how well, to explain it. Were, the, were these a part of like the shed? This is before the shit. Okay. Steadfast earned my, my, my leeway to the shit. Believe it or not. Huh. Because um, I wasn't really there yet. And then Steadfast kind of gave me my credibility. But uh, as for Capable Love, that one, that one was almost embarrassingly heartfelt. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They got some content in there. Yeah. Content in there. Yeah. Shout out. And so in the middle of, of LC recording Steadfast, because for me... That feels exactly. different from any other record group of projects, like just body of work. Did y'all feel a difference in that while he's recorded? Absolutely. Well, mainly because um, for me, at that time, he, he didn't have a project. You know what I mean? He didn't have... There was just singles here. Yeah. So him, you know, taking the time to... You know, dedicate himself to this one project. It was very different, and I, I remember he played it for us. We were leaving the mall, or we was going to the mall, and we just kept circling the mall until it was over. He played it for me earlier, and I remember as he was playing, it was like, like check my dog out, because I always knew he could rap. You know, from the the first time I heard him rap. Um, Thank you, bro. But appreciate that. One. But I had never heard him. You know, like I say, dedicate himself to a project, and so to hear him do that, it just gave that confirmation of like, all right. Yeah, stop. Own one. Yeah, stop playing. Yeah, stop playing. As, and as as older sibling. Oh yeah, my Did sister's you? the most supportive person I have in my life. Besides training, is crazy. And then there's Marty, and then there's like my mom, and that's about it. And God, there's your mom and there's Marty. There's your mom and there's Marty. I believe that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm surrounded by people that believe in me. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound biased, but. I think he's so talented and I mean I I love music that has meaning behind it yeah. like I, I'm not gonna just listen to any I don't know I can't listen to a lot of rappers today talking about the same stuff you know agree and um I don't know like his music is just it's good it's good production it's good lyrics and then of course capable of you know like he's able to to hit all those dots you know so yeah. he can do it all checks he checks those boxes yeah mm-hmm. and so right hook was crazy oh right hook was crazy whenever <laughs> shout out hey dog like whenever you you sent you send me the rough drafts right of course you're and behind the scenes as fuck whenever you send me the rough, <laughs> whenever you send me the rough drafts and I called you after I finished like listening to everything, and I was on the road. I was actually going home. Mm-hmm. I, I was going home. I was going home on some funeral shit, and like that, like gave me like it helped like reopen the eyes. Well, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Listeners who don't know, you know what I'm saying. You were a very big part of that 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 progress. You know, I was sleeping on Marty's floor, working for Marty part-time and shit, you know what I'm saying, at one point in my life, so it de- it, it definitely felt, like I said, Marty pulled us up a lot, it definitely felt like I owed a steadfast to you, you know what I'm saying, and many more, you know. You don't know me, you don't know me a damn thing, as long as you just keep doing what you're doing, yeah. you know what I'm saying, so you don't owe me nothing, for real, nobody owes me nothing. 
You know what I'm saying? Y'all just gotta connected. Y'all just gotta keep doing what y'all what y'all do. Sound effects? Yeah. Yeah, you need like a more you need like a more school thing as your as your as your as your intro. As the intro joints. I'm definitely gonna incorporate that. I like that. I like that a lot. And then so just step at step as happens. He 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 starts doing more shows. LC calls me one day and he's like, you know what? Something's not right with these shows. Mm. And he was telling me that there's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. And whenever I was, because, and to this day, I still haven't been to a show and I feel terrible about that. It's a beautiful fact because there is, that's crazy. There's one show that I was coming to, it was like August of like 19. Mm-hmm. That same week I got into a car accident. I remember this. And that, like, that was heartbreaking. Rushed me. That <laughs> crushed me because I was like, oh, like, that was it was, it just like went out the window. But at his shows, because obviously you're on stage, mm-hmm. y'all are in the crowd or either backstage, you know, kind of like behind. Do y'all, did y'all feel like energy shifting with his, with his performances and just like as, as him, not the crowd, but like how he's approaching shows? Did y'all start noticing a difference? You wanna go? I mean, I don't think so. Jordan, like, well, Elsie. Whenever he performs, you know, like he he's an entertainer, so he's not gonna get up there and just you know speak into the mic. Like he tries to involve the the audience, and I, I mean, for shows like he has people dancing, like leading them, <laughs> like okay, crap, do this, and like. <laughs> Getting in the crowd and stuff. And that's one thing that I love about your show. I always have fun because I'm like, lit, like, this is great. Because I don't like just sitting there looking at you on stage, you know? Agreed. Like, I want to have fun. Mm-hmm. So, I, me being in the audience, I didn't feel a disconnect. I think they're always fun. But I'm your sister and I'm your biggest fan, so. Crowd control is always natural. What was the question again? Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. like whenever whenever y'all started seeing like regular like early shows mm-hmm. to steadfast mm-hmm. and then of course this is before fables and fantasies and we're gonna get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. But did y'all feel like an energy shift in, in in the crowd? Like did y'all start oh, to feel like okay. people like responding to him more? And, yeah. Oh, just, in the positive. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Just because, I mean, now he had a cohesive body of work. When, I mean, cohesive, yeah, cohesive. It wasn't as cohesive as Fans and Fables, but it was, you know, a project. And so it was like he kind of took a more detailed approach, I guess, to his shows. It was like it had a sort of narrative to it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I definitely felt like it had, you know, a shift in energy in a positive way. I remember being at shows and people behind me like singing his words. Mm, yeah, it started to become like that. I'm like, damn, okay. <laughs> but he was always good. Like that was always his. I mean, as, as, as well as he can rap, his on stage presence. Yeah. You know, I think that's a crazy strength. Mm-hmm. Like he's damn near probably better than that at than than rapping. You know, right? Because that's a that's a that's a skill. It's a skill, and it's almost rare. Because yeah. like, you'll see dudes, you know, whether or not you can rap. We'll talk about that later, but when you're on a stage, you can't even command, you know, attention. There's no crowd control. Yeah. And not to hate, you know, because 
That, but that's something that you have to do. Uh, it's, it's the truth. The worst, the worst show, and the second best show that I've ever been to is a future show. You said best, best and worst. Okay. The best future show that I went to was whenever he first dropped Dirty Sprite, and he came and he performed at BR. Mm-hmm. Me and the homie Rome, we went. Shout out, Rome. Absolutely crazy. Like my phone died in the middle of him doing March Madness. I was sick, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. That so that was this time frame, right? Mm-hmm. Fast forward years later, he releases uh, like Hendrix, the R and B, and that phase, the worst show I've ever been to. Okay, and like he's those. that show was in New Orleans outside in, in uh, Champion Square. Okay, terrible show, absolutely terrible. Tough, they come, and it's just crazy how you know to me, mm-hmm. bodies of music they can kind of change. You so know, why was it terrible though? The crowd just wasn't interacting. He wasn't as locked in as he was for the Dirty Sprite tour. Mm-hmm. You can, I can tell. Definitely different energy in those projects though. Because Dirty Sprite two, they had them joints on there. Dirty Sprite two was like bang, 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 bang. It was, it was hit after hit after hit. It That's was the one that had Stick Talk, huh? Stick oh, Talk. Marsh Madness was on there. No, he, I, no, no. It? He put uh like commas on there. Fuck up some commas, you know? What yeah. I'm saying? Like that was Damn, all. The oh, what's the one? Something about whip the he was talking about whip real sister. This was all on that. So <laughs> like, he said he had joints all over dirty dirty sprites. It's a song he talking about like driving the whip. Like he say something. Oh, uh, slave master. Like a slave master. Slave master. Slave master was wild. Was that so? Like, like he's definitely has a dirty sprite too. Was hard. Yeah, he definitely has an extensive body of work, and so that's why I wanted to know like. In between, Colossal is crazy too. And so that's why I wanted to just ask that question, like in between, like crowd experience, mm-hmm. because being a concert guard, well, prior to COVID, like yeah. you could really see those things. And I would say probably like the best show that I've been to now would be Travis's Astro World, which is absolutely out of control. Yeah, that's just looking nuts. Out of, absolutely out of control for for multiple reasons. But uh, getting back on on topic and whatnot. And so he releases Steadfast. Y'all are around and y'all are still creating and Conform is still is still bubbling in the back. Yeah. The the timeline is crazy with Conform, honestly though, because like I said, the idea was fifteen. And really from fifteen to Steadfast eighteen, nineteen? Yeah. I don't even know. It, it it feels like it was a lot longer ago than it is. Y'all gotta understand, we just started. You yeah, know what I'm right. So we, we getting the interview done, and Trent's talking about how she can hear people singing my words behind her. That's a thing. That's how young we are in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like it. In the whole entire time, this whole this whole uh, timeline conform is being very 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 slowly um, watered. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I wasn't part of Conform for this. I haven't been a part of Conform for like but a no, year ago. But there was no such thing really as being a part of Conform. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was more so just like an idea I had that I told to a couple of my partners and that I started kind of working on paintings inspired by that theme, you know? And those paintings were all larger paintings that took just a lot of time in between. Like it would be like a year in between each piece, you know? And really? I never really pumped them like that, you know? Like I never. Swear, between the conform, cause there's the, cause that's when I was still doing the live art live. Uh huh. So most of the stuff that people knew of me doing art was under that live art live umbrella. 
Okay. Which isn't a thing really anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a, a move. Thing. Yeah, we moved past it. We yeah, because that was the that artwork <laughs> I was doing was never stuff that I was really too <laughs> passionate about. That was just me, like I say, challenging myself to see, you know, can I really do this? Can I keep leveling up? You know. And then by the time I realized, like, okay, I'm just like the last year and a half realizing, like, and just. You know, fully committing to the fact that I, I could do this. There's no nothing. There's nothing I can't do when it comes yeah, to yeah. painting. You know, yeah, and yeah. so the conform pieces, like I say, will come in like a year. And you know, I do one, then I do another, and I, because they're you know more thought, thought provoking pieces. Like that's why the the intent is for them to spark conversation. The the elephant piece that I have in there is that under the no all the conform pieces are black and white. Anything okay. in color is like live all life, technically. Okay. All right. Yeah. And so while this is happening, conform is just festering in my mind, you know. Try I'm trying to figure out exactly what it's gonna be because the idea of it I always felt like was so powerful and the message was so important to me that I was trying to figure out the best way to package it up. And I really didn't know exactly what that was and like I'm still learning exactly what that is, you know. Like it's just becoming like blossoming into what is gonna be these different phases of of painting, creating, drawing, just developing. Mm-hmm. Are there different influences at different times? Like yes, as di- as you hit different levels. Yeah, uh, the live all live pieces were all like I say, just challenges to myself, and they were more so just trying to attract attention. You know, I was trying to do things to get people to pay attention to what I was doing and respect this. Um, my talent, I guess you could say. And uh, also, like I said, just challenging myself to see what I could do. And then the conform pieces are more so, like I say, trying to give a, or trying to touch on a certain message. And the three that, uh, you know, people have seen, or really it's just two, because the third one hasn't really been seen too much. But they're, they're like the building blocks and the foundation for what it is that conform stands for as a brand, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's that's how it was, but like I say, Trin, um, nineteen was whenever she was like, all right, I I feel like I believe in what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. the message that y'all are trying to put out, and you know the direction that y'all are going with. I believe in it, so I want to be a part of it. That was nineteen. I was last year, well, two years ago. Yeah, now, two years ago. It's crazy to say that we're yeah. twenty one now. Yeah, so stuff is really just like it really like I, like he said with us. Coming together, because after I graduated, I moved to Kenner where they were living, and I was just living on the couch for a year. Like, what was supposed to be a couple months, you know, we was gonna, they was going to end their lease and we was going to all move in together, turned into a year of me just living on the couch and us just strengthening this bond, you know, going through what they were going through, and I was dealing with what I was dealing with, you know, being a new graduate trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life, because I was still playing around with that. Am I going to be an engineer? You know, I was still putting job applications in that field. Talk about that gray area. Because that gray area, it's not mentioned a lot. Like, a lot of people, a lot of people, they do just have, like, that pipeline to where, like, they're going straight straight into their into theirs. And then uh, there's a, a group of people that they're kind of just, like, in limbo. Uh, man, for me, I feel like it's a little different for me just because I wasn't really paid. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do engineering. I don't want to do engineering, you know? So... I was more so a hell of a fallback to fall back on it. Yeah, that's kind of how I look at it now. I guess uh, I was putting in applications, man. Yeah. But uh, kind of like Jew was talking about with faith and just you know trusting in God. 
I feel like God was just consistently closing certain doors to make me narrow my vision to, you know, what we've done and what we're doing. Because there were situations like uh, one time I went to California to this engineering conference called like the SWE conference. It's the Society of Women Engineers. But I went, you know what I'm saying? Because that's where they all at. And so I go and I had this interview with a woman from NAVC, which is this company that does engineering work with the Navy. Okay. And it was a you know interview in grade. She was like, her words were, I'm the green light lady and I'm giving you the green light. So, you know, what they tell you? That means you got the job, basically, you know? She was like, we just got to get you through um, corporate or whatever it is, you know, these little checks. Because it was in Virginia. I was supposed to move to Virginia. Sure. Uh, Norfolk, Virginia. And um, that ended up falling through. Like, two months later, I got the, you know, Sorry to tell you, but we're not going to be able to bring you in or whatever. And yeah, I felt like that at the time, I guess. But I, I really wasn't too tripping. Man, it was just more so like I kind of been sitting around thinking that that was a thing, you know. Yeah. But if I'd have went there, none of this would be happening right now, you know. Like, yes, conform would still be a thing in my mind, and I would still be working towards it. But it really That's picked actually- up, you know. And then there was other situations where, you know, I thought about to get a job here. I thought about to get a job there. But... It was, it's continuously like these situations to where it's like, it don't even make sense to me why it didn't go through. And like, like I say, with God closing doors that, you know, weren't meant for me, I feel like that's what, what was happening. And so back to what you asked, um, the gray area, it's, uh, I don't know, it's weird, man. Cause like you, you think that when you graduate college and once you got that piece of paper that, you know, it's your stamp, you know, I'm gonna go get a job, especially with something like engineering, but right. it, it, it wasn't like that. It's not like that, but it's also different for me, like I said, because I'm not really pursuing it. So, and then, so we kind of just speeding forward a little bit, you end up, there's the shed experience mm-hmm. and then no help comes, the opportunity with no help comes across mm-hmm. the table. And just kind of talk about those, those, the shed experience, yeah. Up into no help, and mm-hmm. and then we'll get into a little bit of no help, and then we'll get into step ass. Um, the shed experience, man. I did a show off of the steadfast. Um, I'll just say roll out, and I at uh, up until that point, I wanted to talk about it when they were talking about the um, the 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 pre- stage presence when it comes to the shows I was doing and how the crowd started knowing me. And, them being there, because they've been at almost every show I've been, I've done, if not everywhere. And there was one show that uh, Jalen pulled me aside after and was like, look, you know, if you're going to do this and you're going to do it like competitively with me, take it seriously. You know what I'm saying? You got what it takes. You got this and that. You're good at what it is. You know what I'm saying? But turn up the heat. Because yeah. I ain't going to lie, I was up there tripping. You know what I'm saying? It was one of those situations where it's like, all right, this is this must be fun for him. But at the end of the day, it's a business side to it. This is a business, and I never looked at it like that. You know what I'm saying? It just felt like, okay, y'all giving me the opportunity to get on stage and receive all this love, and y'all singing my lyrics. I'm about to have fun and enjoy it. I wasn't really putting on a show to to showcase what I what my music. You know what I'm saying? I was more alone, just celebrating my music. So after I had that conversation with Jalen, me and him did a couple tracks together, and um, that's when I started first going to the shed. And the shed's just a little cabin with a bunch of old furniture in the back of his crib. You know what I'm saying? It's literally, no offense, because y'all don't know how I love y'all. It's literally a piece of shit, son. Like, <laughs> it's completely 
depending upon the grace of the weather. Uh, it depends on how the how the weather goes. Whatever the whatever the sun say, whatever the the, the wind do. That's how that's you're gonna how feel it. You know, like you like, dress appropriately. Nice. Dress appropriately. They were nights in the oh. shade when I had two pairs of socks on, <laughs> sweatpants over my jeans, Damn. big duffel, uh, not bubble jackets. And we and that bitch recording best of the city, son. Niggas walking walk past you talking about Caribou, Caribou. Run for Jimmy Neutron. Whenever they be walking through the snow, <laughs> and the pops be talking about Caribou, Caribou. <laughs> it was, it's definitely it, it in the wild. snow. So when we say it's a shade, like the shade is a shade, sir. So you know what I'm saying? Uh, we did a few tracks for his songs, um, for his tapes and stuff. And you know, Jalen's, uh, in my opinion, far ahead of me productivity wise. So he was kind of testing me, I believe, and uh, the team saw that I, I could keep up a little bit, you know what I'm saying, and they gave me the opportunity to, to work with them and, and be part of the team. So, uh, and the biggest thing, because I had, uh, there were other people that wanted to make music with me, like I talked about uh, before, and the biggest thing for me was that they were so supportive of what Conform is and what my vision was for my music, because me and Jalen don't make the same music at all. We compliment each other. True. We don't make the same music at yeah, all. Yeah, that's that's what I've always told you. Like, y'all a good tag team, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. We don't have the same topics. We don't have the same experiences, and it's it's a beautiful spread of Louisiana and our tastes and how it can be uh, manipulated through music. Um, and they were very supportive of look. You know what I'm saying. When it comes to merch, when it comes to how you represent, when it comes to album covers, you know, conform still being represented. You are an artist under no help, but you know we want conform to be spawned through you. You know what I'm saying? So that really uh, gave me the confidence to be uh, willing to go with them while we were building our own brand on the side. So there's never been no conflict or conflict of, of interest there with like the no, no help, help and conform. Not. Good, good. Yeah, it's all love. Stupid. Good. Shout out, shout out, no help. For Everybody sure. there is good. family. I love it. Um, I, I ain't gonna lie, son. It, it, I, I don't have any experiences that compl- uh, that comp- not compliment, but uh, take away from this experience with no help. I, I think that it's very rare when you meet people that want your success. You know, we don't complain about where the money goes. We don't complain about studio time. If your bars ain't up to par, I'm gonna let you know. It's As competition. Jalen won't let off the gas, and I'm not gonna let him outshine. We got some of the best producers that the area has to offer, if not the world, you know what I'm saying? I've never been in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. And the shade is just a shade. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's that simple. So going from a going from a shade, I would I would assume that no help is an actual like comfortable place to record. We have a comfortable studio now. We uh it's it's it definitely, you know, as real as the record label gets at this point. It was when they picked me up. Uh we have an actual studio now. We have actual um, engineers that understand, you know, uh, EQing. I don't. Ah, Um, We all produce our own music. It's all in-house. We have actual investors. Um, We make actual bread. Life is good. Life is good. (laughs) Now, are we millionaires? No. No. And even even if, you wouldn't say it. You said when we talked to you that you would like to be able to Pay your expenses by the the trials that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying with your hats and your uh, your podcast. There's definitely been help with the rent on my half. Yeah, 
from the show money and from the uh, streaming money that they provided for me. So, you know what I'm saying? And it's only the beginning. Absolutely. I only drop one project under that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's only the beginning. Yeah, like, all of this is, like, so, so early. Like, you know? It's new. Like, it's literally not even what it is yet. It's still developing. Nobody can mess with no help records. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a very powerful shaking going down in Louisiana right now. And that's what I feel, and that's why that's why the I do feel as if the no help uh-huh. imprint it is important. It's more important than I, I think with y'all uh-huh. and y'all do realize it is important, but yeah. I think it's more important than what y'all actually do because especially in this time stamp that we're in, yeah. like you know, you know, y'all know me. Like I'm, I listen to a lot of trap shit. Mm-hmm. I listen. I still have my conscious shit that I listen to. Mm-hmm. I still have my like my my in between bars. And whenever I say my in between bars, I mean like my artists like the Griselda homies. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the dudes like Primo Rice. You know what I'm saying? People that oh, of you that, listen to Primo Rice. I fuck with Primo. Okay. Oh, you listen to Primo Rice. <laughs> me and Primo Rice used the same sample when I was upset about it. See, but then I realized everybody used that sample. Yeah, it's. It's a part of music. Every everybody's gonna, you I know, thought I was the coolest shuffle, girl. shuffle some things around. But you know what I'm saying. But I, I think that no help. It is important because we're in Louisiana. It's bounce music first. Uh-huh. Baton Rouge jig music. Uh-huh. Call it gangster music. Whatever you wanna, you know, street music. Uh-huh. Every everything in between. Then there's like your Zydeco music. Uh-huh. Then there's y'all that present this other element of music. Which is real rap shit. Real rap shit. You think that's behind Zydeco? Yeah. Really? I would. I would really put Zydeco maybe further up the list, but not. not well, in I guess they, yeah, that's, like, that's like talking about like soccer is the most popular sport. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I don't see that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, like hey, I wouldn't know. I mean, like I, I do where I'm from. Like we have a lot of like trail rides and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then like so going moving down to Lafayette, it was kind of easy for me because it was. Try rides, country, two step, Opelousas, they get it in. Like yeah. I know all about it. You know what I'm saying? I, y'all, he would laugh at me all the time. He would see like I would have boots like around the crib. Oh, yeah. oh I remember my kind of Larry. I found out that boy was riding horses. Yeah, <laughs> I got. I, I had like, I had horses son, growing up. You had horses. Yeah, you had a quarter horse. You had a quarter horse. Yeah. Quarter horse. I had horses. I had horses. <laughs> I had horses. A quarter horse and was another horse. That I know the name of it. A black stallion. Black stallion. No man, <laughs> I don't know. What's Whatever. All I know is you know what I'm saying. Sea like biscuit. we we had. You ever wrote a Clydesdale? No. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's the one that's, with, the, with the sauce on the on the hoofs. Yeah, that's the. I don't think people ride that. No, nah, that, that's the big one. Probably. Like yeah, no, I just, I, that's the I, that's I, the giant horse. That's the that's the giant horse. That's the giant horse. Like all giant, Budweiser all horses. Budweiser, if y'all listen yeah, that's to the Budweiser horse. What the what the hell, buddy, buddy, horse? I don't care. But but yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like we had horses and stuff like that. Like growing up, but yeah, it was kind of easy for me. But like Zodiac music and stuff like that, it's another hidden gem of the mm-hmm. Like if you from Arkansas, Tennessee, South Carolina. Florida, you come over and you hear that shit and you like, West Texas, like, what in the fuck am I listening to? Like, right, it, is, it is a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. you it's definitely have, a thing. Yeah, you have to kind of be immersed, immersed in it in mm-hmm. order to, to really know. But the music that y'all create and the music mm-hmm. that y'all put out, I don't think y'all realize how important it is because there is, there's bridges of artists, right, that come mm-hmm. from Louisiana. And you can just kind of fast forward it from you can go Soldier Slim forward, right? Yeah. Um, Soldier Slim that led to Juvie. 
Juvie, sure. Juvie's solo career, mm-hmm. right? And then Juvie's solo career, and then you kind of had had another branch off, which is uh, you could include Cash Money and everything in up in, up in that too. And then you have Baton Rouge that has its sound, well, street sound. Yeah. Then you have the Baton Rouge dance sound, yeah. And the Baton Rouge dance sound is which should be highlighted more, I think, nationally. Baton Rouge dance sound is fire. And I think Baton Rouge music is overall, and some people have their feelings about uh, Young Boy and stuff like that, but I don't think people people realize how. Now, that boy's like popping. Like, like, like he be getting like, don't he, is, is he not he, like the most popular artist? On YouTube. Are you talking about YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, and people don't realize that he's, the sound is still Baton Rouge, and mm-hmm. he's taking that globally. Yeah. And if you've never been, you don't know. You don't And know. I think that's why it's so easy for me to ignore Young Boy's success. Mm-hmm. No offense to Young Boy or Young Boy fans. I just I don't know if I've ever heard his music, and I, I've been around Baton Rouge for so long that it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. And he's competition. Let's be honest. Yeah, he's you know he's, he's he's competition to 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 another artist. So I mean, I, I definitely I understand. Say, to take control of YouTube as a musician is nuts. Yeah, shout out Young Boy. Yeah, he's a boy. Yeah, he got, he got a couple songs too. Yeah, yeah I, like, I, I mean, he, I, I haven't really dug into his catalog or nothing like that. Yeah. I'm a fan, but it. The older I get, the more that I realize, like, okay, some of this shit just ain't for me. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. hard for me to. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, I don't yeah. need to wake up listening like 38 Baby in the morning at 8 a.m. Like, whenever I have to deal with first world people problems. Yeah, you know like, what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Like, I'm supposed to help you, not feel like I'm supposed to right. call you slime. Right. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> but, um, moving just moving forward from that. So just with the whole conform family and things going forward like uh-huh. is I, of course i see you do have the hat i need it i need to get like two of those from you yeah, we got them in the both, car man. both colorways we got them in the car so i need both colorways of course i do see this uh illustrious uh <laughs> rain jacket that we have here exclusive, exclusive. yeah that's prototype exclusive. prototype steez so just just what what do we have just kind of like come like moving forward here You're talking about products Products, ideas, merchandise, ideas that we're ready yeah. to talk about. At this very second, yeah. the clip is super loaded. Oh, like it's it's foolish. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, it's like it's crazy. It's a crazy time right and, now, Marty. And the episode that we recorded tonight for on on y'all's platform, that's you just put more bullets. Yeah, <laughs> like I ain't even had room for them. <laughs> like I just put those in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jordan shorts is good. Yeah, the, yeah, it's cool. But no, 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 I'm, I'm playing. But no, we do have a lot of stuff that we're doing. Um, we have merch, obviously, hats, shirts, um, pins, masks. Um, yeah. The big thing is like, uh, you know those those art pieces where like from the side it looks like macaroni, and then you flip it, and then it looks like Michael Jordan kissing a midget. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> it, Right now, from the side, there's gonna be perspectives. It's like every time we talk about conforming, we're like, "Well, what is it?" Mm-hmm. It's none of your business because you know what I'm saying. Right now, you're looking at it from the side, or you're getting this one piece of what's going on. Like the merch is about to drop. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, what you're doing really is buying clothes and you're putting your clothes on your body, but you're funding the next phase. And by the time that bitch turns around and Michael Jordan's kissing the midget, it's going to be like the only thing in the world left. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, and it's, it's going to be a crazy, it's going to be a crazy, it, it gives us things to do for the rest of our lives. Yeah. It's going to give you things to pay attention to. The anticipation, it will probably never go away. Yeah, so, man. It's, uh, because the clothes is like a small part of it. You know? Always. The, the clothes is just 
support me if it's, you can. Yeah. You know, like because like a GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah. You just gonna like the GoFundMe. It's a percentage, right? It's right. a percentage, but, but it's, it's not a full part. Man, it's visual projects, man. It's getting to the point now to where it's like I don't know what is not. You know, it's it's gonna be visual projects. It's his music. It's her writings, which is gonna turn into this monthly magazine. It's it's I don't know, man. It's out of control. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We're gonna have to start hiring niggas to take. As, that's what that's what you want. Because you, know, you want to build it. Uh, it's a blessing, man, and it 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 it, it leaves you without feeling like you cap out at the art because the art that he has on Tuck hasn't even been explained, displayed, or even thought of yet. I've been seeing you with the paint splashes somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Here you know and there. Saying? I would see you. It drips a little bit. But I would see you with paint splashes and stuff like that. Here paint and there. splashes. Just know that I know. Just know that I know. I think it. And there's like masterpieces behind yeah. that we can't talk about. You know what I'm saying? So it's so many The invisible ones. Son, it's like a whole city in each street is already... There's people living in there. It's like the House of Wax movie. Yeah. And everybody... Everybody, are you have you watched WandaVision? Not yet. Um, I'm starting it because I'm perfect. Like a lot of people, a lot of people have been telling me about it, especially in the last few years. Shout out Jermaine, Jermaine told me about it. Shout out Jermaine, listen, they have a force field around this town that other people don't know about. We inside the force field just minding our business. It's very exciting. I'm fucking with it, you know, I'm fucking with it, you know what I'm saying? From the front door, it's gonna be like (laughs) Christopher Nolan. Come on, ran into. The dude that made Nike and went to just Hughes bugging out. Yeah, I believe his last name is Hughes, something like that. But yeah, just Pat. I'm I'm excited to see whatever it is that y'all got. You show me the the platform mm-hmm. um, of what you want of what the march will look like. You did show me. Oh, oh, of, yeah, uh, yeah. See what, this? yeah, yeah, of what March is gonna look like. Mm-hmm. And shit, I can't wait until the people see it. The people, listeners. Y'all gonna love that. <laughs> Y'all are gonna love that. Like that's just from and that's just phase one, episode one, issue one. Then yeah, not the, even phase one. You know, or, or the inauguration. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so, you know what I'm saying. I, I love that. And so, um, I know you two gentlemen. Y'all not really on socials, and but you know what I'm saying. Just no, no, no. We on there. Okay, but <laughs> y'all on socials. So just kind of. Let the people know where they can where they can find everything, and we're gonna have to get to uh, fantasies and fables just on just on another oh, side yeah. side off because oh, yeah. that is a, that's whole, a whole conversation. That's a mm-hmm. whole nother well, you spill. Know, that's a that's a monster itself, and uh, if you want to listen to it, you can find it on any platform that you listen to music at LC Sun. Um, my socials are LC Sun Music on everything across the board, and um, it'll be nice to have you. Mm-hmm. And then buy the album, buy the, the album, buy the album. Fact. And then it's at conform on everything. Instagram at conform c o n x f o r m. Same thing on Twitter. Same thing on Facebook. I believe you might. I don't know exactly how that works. I'm terrified because it's like a uh, Facebook is a fucking. It's like the page. business page thing on Facebook. So maybe you go to Trader Laney and then you click one of my my page. And it's like conform. It's there though. I'll put it's there though. I'll put the link somewhere down there. Yeah, it's there though. In, in this description. Trim, what we got? My socials? Yeah, have any socials? Um, I've been on a social hiatus for like a year, <laughs> but I know I'm going to have to healthy. get back That's on healthy, for conform. That's healthy. So yeah, follow conform. And then my personal is 
at trend underscore Maria, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna get back there. Straight up, I, I'm not mad at you for taking a hiatus from social media because, like I told y'all, that shit is a drug, and <laughs> it's, it's it's you know it's it's hard to get out. Like I go on uh, some some days, and this and this is a one off. I'll go on uh, Instagram to go and like like a better term, connect the dot on some on something else. You know what I'm saying? But I'll get on there and then like I'll go to the uh to the little search bar and then like some shit will show up in my explore page. I'll be like, I'm big on dogs, like Dobermans and uh, like, <laughs> okay, like, okay, like, guilty pleasure. What's wrong with that boy, man? <laughs> like, like those are like some of my, those are like that my boy said Dobermans. Dogs, like, so you like Dobermans? I love love Dobermans. Love Dobermans. That's what's up. Those that that would man. Be, that's them tall skinny Rottweilers. Uh, yeah. Uh-uh. The motherfuckers they eat you. Yeah, yeah. Are you going down the Doberman Trail. Yeah, like I get lost in the Matrix, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I was supposed to do something else." Yeah. So, yeah, like one skateboard trick, and it's over. For Remember, Grandma had a statue of this. Yes, that's all they are statues. Look so how my, cute, my is in the, in the Yeah, Aww. you can say, "Look how cute." Look at that dog. Look Vicious. how cute. Little do you know. This is cute. <laughs> my mom's had a child, so sometimes like childs will be like popping up on pages. And oh, stuff. a child. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So, um, I want to thank y'all for coming through. You know, what I'm saying, allowing me, allowing me on y'all's uh, space, allowing me on y'all's platform. And you know, what I'm saying, you know, I had to show love, return the favor. And even if y'all didn't come through, this was already in the work. Regardless, y'all see the page, like you know, what I'm saying, like this was already here. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, it was already. Those are for us. Those are specifically for us. Those are specifically for y'all. Don't lie to me, more. You, you 11. <laughs> you 11. He 40. <laughs> you know That's what I'm saying? That's so, you know we what I'm saying? I appreciate you, Marty. Thank you, you for pulling up my brothers here at the table. Yeah, I've heard down. stories of you helping good. my brother out. So, I they appreciate you. If you listen to the music, you heard stories of Marty, the legend. The and we're gonna the be invisible. here again. We're the gonna be back to talk more, more specific. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Of course, as things develop, even if. It, even if in between time, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. When new things come out, you know y'all are welcome. Shit, even if you know we can't do it in person, mm-hmm. pick up the phone. I got a way we can do this over the phone too. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we can definitely go ahead and get this together. And I, I want to definitely want to thank y'all. And then for everybody that's just tuning in, you know what I'm saying. Make sure y'all uh, check out everything here. Of course, this this episode is available on you know your digital streaming platforms: Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. That is. And also, y'all keep in mind that the hat store, it remains open, finessinsense93.com, F-I-N-E-S-S-I-N, the number nine, the number three.com. We got it available. We got hats, face masks, dad hats. You never know. You might see some new merchandise on there pretty soon, too. But until then, y'all, I appreciate y'all for coming through. And until next time, y'all, y'all be easy. Peace.